It's good to see you in a setting that isn't so goddamn depressing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a depressing setting for sure. Yeah, I walked in there like, oh, I'm going to get to say hi to Marcel today. And then I like the weight of everything immediately walks in. I was like, oh, this isn't going to be fun. No, it's not fun. I got to cry for three hours. Yeah. That was great. Good time. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I uh, started getting a little bit weepy after I sat back down and... Right as I'm like wiping my face, I look over and like there's a news camera like right in my face. Yeah. I'm just like, damn it. Get the white guy crying. Yeah. Welcome to Creative Ops, a podcast for creative people. Yo, 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 my name is Marcel Fable-Price, and I'm the chief innovation, wait, nope. Yo, 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 my name is Marcel Fable-Price, and I am the chief inspiration architect with the Diatribe. If you're looking for an incredible organization to give to, please consider the Diatribe. It's an arts and cultural organization rooted in the south side of Grand Rapids that serves all of Kent County. If you want to learn more about the Diatribe, you can go to our website at thediatribe.org. Marcel is also the former poet laureate of the city of Grand Rapids. He's the main guy over at the Diatribe, and he is trying to spread the word about some stuff that recently happened at a county commission meeting where his organization was denied $2 million based on politics. So we'll talk about that. We'll also talk about how they're moving past that and some of the cool things that they have in store. So end of the year, you thinking about giving? This is an organization that's going to do a lot of good in a very innovative way. Uh, listen and check it out. See what you think. What are you doing going forward and uh, how might listeners be able to help with that? Let's get right into that. Yeah. What are we doing moving forward? We are making a radical building possible. Um, and when I say radical, people sometimes think politics, right? Um, radical views, beliefs, values, right? But when I say radical building, I mean a building that defies what we know is possible when it comes to systems. Mm. Uh, we are going to make a building possible where the entire upstairs is truly affordable housing. Um, and what we're going to do is we're going to cap how long people live there at three years. And what we're going to do is at the end of the three years, we're going to give them $3,648 or $5,400 to make them more competitive in the housing market. The first year that they stay there, they're going to take credit building class. The second year they stay there, they'll take a financial literacy class. And the third year that they stay there, they'll take a home ownership class um, so that when they qualify for their FHA loans, that they have cash payments that they can put alongside it. Yeah. So it's not just establishing something that like could someday turn into like a project. It's a it's more like an incubator like here. Let's get you on your feet. Yeah. Yeah. And and I mean many people have rented, right? You put down your security deposits, your first and I hear now first and last month's rent and then uh when you leave you might get your security deposit back. Right. This yeah. this you're moving in and when you leave you're leaving better off financially than when you came in, right? Yeah. That's that's what rent should be doing, right? Yeah. Is it should be setting you up for the next step. Not setting you up to stay in a system of renting, right? Because renting, and I'm sure it's not just Grand Rapids, but it's also Grand Rapids. Uh, People have been, I've heard from a lot of people, yeah, man, uh, my 
uh, landlord just bumped my rent up and was like, yeah, sorry, this is not even high compared to what we could be charging. Right. Like, damn. Yeah. And it's, and it's expensive. It's way, way more than a mortgage. And again, it doesn't set people up to, to one day be owners, right? It yeah. doesn't set people up for equity. Um, then the main floor of this building, uh, half of it's going to be a collaborative working space for change makers, um, artists, creatives, um, people who want to make an impact where they live and in their community and environment. And then during after school hours, it's going to be a hangout space for 20 to 30 young people. Uh, and we're going to focus on serving the entirety of the young people. So which of their parents are looking for mental health support? Which of these young people need a tutor? Which of these young people need a primary health care doctor? And actually working on solving the needs of their lives and then being able to measure when their lives came in and when their lives left so that we can show these philanthropic systems, hey, if you serve the entirety of a young people or or, of a young person, like this is how their quality of life changes, right? So then we can flip philanthropy on its head. And then the other side of the building is going to be a hyper-affordable business incubator spaces. Um, They are also going to be businesses that we hire as contractors. Um, So we're going to use their photography services. We're going to use their recording services. We're going to use them to be our graphic designers. So not only is the space affordable, but then we're also pouring into them financially to ensure that their businesses are sustainable and add healthy, walkable businesses to our business district, which is one riddled with blight. Giving them work, benefiting from their work, and also, like you said, giving them a space where, like, when they're done doing what they're doing with you guys there, they're in a much better position than they were when they got there. 100%. And all these businesses are interested in working with young people, and because they're for-profit businesses, they can leverage our nonprofit status Mm. to be able to work with young people and go after grants so that they can then also do work with young people and create a revenue stream for that. Um, So, again, flipping a lot of these systems on their head and doing them in ways that people haven't done. And then in the basement of this space, uh, there's going to wait, be- Wait, there's more. There's more. <laughs> um, in the basement of this space, there's going to be an all-ages venue um, that, again, in our neighborhood, our neighborhood isn't set up like a lot of other neighborhoods across the city where they, they are- they, Neighborhoods should be places where you live, work, and play, right? Yeah. And our neighborhood doesn't have a place for you to do all of those things. It's surrounded by a bunch of homes. Like it, the population density is high. But our business districts are riddled with blight. Um, and this would be a huge step in anchor in, in shifting this and also bringing in a ton of pedestrian traffic to the businesses that do exist there. Because yeah. we have some of the best food in all of Grand Rapids, right? El Globo is incredible, right? Like Trace Mangoes is incredible. Um, and I know some people will go back and forth with me on this, but I think Four Brothers is amazing. Yeah, Four Brothers is amazing. <laughs> uh, Tacos El Cunado is legendary, right? Uh, and the one on Burton is supreme. Um, but again, like we'll be bringing in pedestrian traffic and people can bring the food into our, our venue. And yeah. also this venue is going to be set up like if you rent the Graham, like if you have a wedding at, at the Grand Rapids Art Museum, yeah, yeah. Um, they have a list of authorized vendors. When corporate entities rent our business, mm. all our authorized caterers are going to be neighborhood businesses. Yeah. Where again, economically, this is going to be an engine that pours into the businesses around us. Yeah, right? like for anybody that didn't listen to the first episode that you run, I highly recommend it because that was one of the things that uh, you talked about a lot was the fact that when you redline, <laughs> when you redline a place, then all you, you know you're you're pulling everything out of it. And just leaving the people that can't afford to leave. Mm-hmm. So then there's, like you said, no investment. There's right. not 
a chance really for anybody to even build up a, a, yeah. a business in those places. Yeah. Um, so this is this is what this space is, um, and that's and that's what you'll hear about not getting funded. And and your question was the what's next, and the what's next is making it happen. So right now we have one point three million dollars, one point four million. Which congratulations on that. Do you ever stop and think about like that's a lot of damn money, dude? No. Like no. I know for for an organization you yeah. need more than that, but like to to think that you've got that money already, I I would love to have one point three. Me too. Dollars, you know Me what I'm too. saying? I would also like, like that. I just, I'm just, I guess more than anything, I'm just saying like, I know that you have a ways to go still, but I hope that you do stop and appreciate like, man, we've done a lot already, even though, yeah, yeah I, the yeah, is on down I, the road. I think that's true. And I think that's healthy. And I think maybe I'm unhealthy because I can't, I don't know if I have the luxury to be able to stop and afford to think about that. Mm. Like when a system can choke us out of $2 million Yeah. when the powers that be are constantly working and making sure you don't succeed. I don't know if I can take the time to think to myself, man, add a boy 1.4 when I got to get to five, six. Like I, I, I can't, like, I I can't stop that. Like I I can't stop moving. I can't stop trying to look at the pieces on the board and where they're going. Which is why you've gotten as much as you've got now, because you just keep going. You have to go. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you have a deadline then that you're trying to get the obviously the sooner the better, but do you have a a certain time where you're like, We need this money by this time so we can do this thing when we want to and the way we want to? Yeah, that's a great question. Um so again, with the way some of this funding falls. Um, our funders have leveraged us. They, they're trying to position t- us to succeed, but they're like lining this funding up like dominoes. Mm. Like, so for example, one funder gave us a, a million dollars, right? But the way that that works is they give you a hundred thousand dollars on the front end. Yeah. And then they'll give you $400,000 as soon as you acquire the building. And they'll give you the final $400,000 as soon as you build out the building. Mm. Right. Which is really generous, but also, all right, now we have a hundred thousand dollars. So how do we build our campaign? Yeah. How do we build our capital campaign? Now that we're building our capital campaign, I need to raise $400,000 to purchase the building. When I do that frees up $400,000. So that equips us to start building out on the building. And then I need to raise the rest of the cost to be able to staff and build out the rest of the building. Right. So where it's not like, Oh, a million dollars is in the bank. Right. It's all right. The first amount of the money is freed up and in the bank. Now it's up for me to put my put their money where my mouth is yeah. and to show that this is possible, to create a business plan that makes it feasible, to build the staff that makes it possible, and then to convince the rest of the people to believe in this idea enough to donate the money or to get the money from the public and private sector to be able to make it a reality. Yeah. Is there going to be more... Um opportunities that you're aware of like now that you're zeroing in on now that the arpa thing is yeah so i mean there's always there's always opportunities like you just you have to like learn about them and i feel really privileged to to be made aware of a lot of opportunities that happen Mm -hmm. um so after we got done the way that we did by the county um there is going to be other funding streams that are open and available um so we are going to apply for those also when it came to the county dollars they passed an amendment literally right before they voted on that, that if none of that money is spent 
or the people are unable to do the projects, the only the people who got who threw their hat in the ring are able to receive that funding. So by me airing out this process, it might be putting us in risk of of not receiving funding because it makes them even more angry, mm-hmm. right? But also if they see the way that we're handling this, if they see the way that I'm going about this, then I'm not chastising them, that I'm not talking down on them, that I'm not belittling them, right? That I'm literally just telling people how these systems work, teaching them about what happened to us, which is why things like growth in our neighborhood doesn't happen, Mm. right? Growth in our communities don't happen. Why people can't be dynamic innovators and change all these systems, how they're made to keep things in place, keep working how they've been designed to work, right? The idea is, yes, to go after other funding. And there is going to be other funding opportunities. We're going after money from like the National Endowment for Humanities. Um, We just received a really generous grant from the Poetry Foundation. Um, Like there's there's all their money in the world. But again, this would have just, it would have made it so much faster. And then again, with that other money, you got to put it to other things. Um, Some organizations only fund programs. Mm. They they want to fund the the stuff they see. A lot of places don't fund capital. So like this two million dollars capital is is property improvements. A lot of people don't fund that. Yeah. Um. So going after that and funding property, especially dilapidated property in our neighborhood, is huge. Like this building that we bought, it's a brownfield zone. It's it's a contaminated building, not only full of asbestos but environmental contaminants from mm. what has existed in that building and has kept it dilapidated. Like we're turning something into something that is possibly contaminating the water and the environment around it into a, a healthy space spiritually and mentally and economically for the community. way that you know the politicians interact with you uh you know both (laughs) i guess in what you would say a favorable and unfavorable way Mm -hmm. at this point are you kind of like man screw the relationship Mm. with those guys if they come through they come through if they don't they don't you still work in that angle are you still walking that line to where you were talking about before like not chastise and still you know maybe be on the docket later uh i guess Mm. yeah the question in that is how are you walking that line right now between like speaking the truth, but then at the same time not trying to be like overly aggressive or confrontational about it? Because yeah, I think I think I think maybe I'm naive, you know, and I, and I think maybe it's the poet in me, you know, that that is as naive as I am. And and what I mean by that is like, is poets, you know, we write about the world we want to see, mm. and I think that I sometimes act like I live in it when it's really the world that that we reside in. Like, I don't, I don't, I never thought about county level politics. Mm. Like I, I, I never really thought about what a county or how a county commissioner impacts my quality of life and living. Right. Um, so I never, I've never said anything blasphemous about a county commissioner. I've never rallied people to vote for a county commissioner. I've never, like I, before this experience, these people didn't really exist to me, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, 100%. I mean, I yeah. I had seen my uh, my representative 
from the county's name before. Right. But then he came up and shook my hand. Yeah. I was like, oh, you're a real person. On a yard sign. Yeah. 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 Um, but again, like I, I don't know if I intend a lot of nonprofit executive directors. They have to play the game. Yeah. They have to know these people. They have to know where the money's coming from. They have to shake the hands with these people. They go to the galas and the dinners and the luncheons and play golf and schmooze. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to pretend to be friends with somebody who's not my friend. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to play some game to appease these people. Yeah. I'm doing the work because I believe in it. I'm doing the work because it feels right. I'm doing the work because it, it feels right to other people. That's why I'm doing that. Yeah. Like, I I don't know if I believe people on one side of the aisle are supporting me any more than, than people on the other side of the aisle. In that situation, I could see that they were from how they were speaking, right? But in, a, in an entire... Is the entire country? Do I believe that Democrats care about poor black and brown people any more than Republicans? Like I don't, I don't know if I do or not. Right? I have no idea. Um, I know that we've been in the same place that we've always been at since for forever. So I don't know if either of them are getting us out of where we're at. You know. Um, so regardless, and I digress. I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think that I'm going to do anything different. Like I think so many of these people after that county commission. And like, I don't know if you're going to put the link to the actual county commission meeting in like your, the bottom of your podcast, but so many of these people were chastising the others. And at the end, there were a number of Republican folks. I think you were even standing there that came up to me in the end and they were just like, I want to shake your hand. Like you handled that really well. Yeah. And like, I man, hope this doesn't dissuade you from staying active in politics. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, wait, I'm not, I'm not active in politics. Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a politician. You're a politician, right? Like. Yeah. Like, and also like thanking me for being eloquent and thanking me for handling it as well as I did. It's like, what did you think I was going to do? Did you think I was going to come here and yell at you? Did you think I was going to come here and shame you? Did you think that I was going to be mean to you? Right. It's like, just because you did that to me doesn't mean that's what I'm going to do to you. You know, like, I'm not you. Right. Like, and I think that I'm going to continue to live that way. There'd be an applause break right now. That was awesome. know about the the notebook project mm -hmm. uh 2000 notebooks right mm -hmm. what else have you guys got in the works now and coming out in the next couple of months because i don't want to speak uh yeah too soon on things but i know that the inclusive sex education program will be coming out sometime in the next year too yeah the pilot for the inclusive sex ed program is going to be coming out so that's super cool yeah. um we're currently doing the 2000 notebook campaign so whenever people hear this if they want to donate they can help put 2000 notebooks in 2,000 young people's hands. Can people donate notebooks or are you just asking for money specifically? We're asking for money because we got custom notebooks made that one of our students designed. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so every year we're going to have a different student design it. Um, awesome. So that way their their art is in all the notebooks that people are holding. Nice. Um, to where, again, we're incorporating other students' talents as well uh, yeah. and to get their, their name and everything out. Dude, that's dope. Because I was just talking to another artist recently. They're like, oh, you've got a book that's so great. I used to love writing. I was like, well, what happened? I said, well, I had a 
a teacher that wanted us to write about something in our life and I wrote about what it was like to have alcoholic parents and the teacher was like this is really unrealistic and you should you shouldn't write about <sighs> stuff like this anymore and she's like this is my life yeah and after that she just was kind of like gave up writing she was Whoa. when somebody said you know yeah fuck your experience this doesn't look good to me yeah. Yeah, and unfortunately, like a lot of our students, that's that's what they write about, right? They they write about what they're seeing at home. They write about what they're experiencing at home. Yeah, because I mean, especially when you're young, you haven't lost that great love or you know made that big road trip. You you only know what you see every yeah. day. All although some of these students, that's that is what they write about. They're like, I had my heart broken and it's like dang i remember thinking in middle school that like this is what broken heart feels yeah. like. man if she doesn't like me then I, yeah. i'm just done i carried her books for a week and it's like you know hey that's real at the time you know that's yeah. that's, that's that's what it was um but the importance of these notebooks is you know students can write about any of those things right they can write about the hard stuff they can write about the good stuff they can write the funny stuff it's like whatever like you want to write just write it out get it out you know yeah like a lot of people i didn't grow up thinking it was like healthy to journal you know i didn't i didn't grow up thinking it was healthy to like write stuff out to get stuff out i grew up in an environment where you hold it in right yeah. where you suck it in where you have to be you have to be hard you have don't to be, be a pussy yeah. Right? yeah for sure yeah. like that's 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 how you grow up and 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 fortunately for us we're showing a lot of young people that there's there's something else yeah especially especially boys too like yeah i mean it's good for everybody to write but like you said specifically i I, i've been told i was in the military too so i've been told many times man up yeah you know what i mean yeah what why why your eyes watering you know toughen up yeah i get i get like a certain level of pride especially too when i see like young boys talking about how they feel and like being able to affirm them talking about their feelings and them diving into emotions and them talking about the the hard stuff or even the times where they get emotional in front of people and they start to get shy and then to see their peers run up to them and to like hug them and to lift yeah. them up like there's there's like a certain level of beauty in that yeah, that like sure. I don't even know if I have the words to articulate how it makes me feel or what it makes me feel but I know that like that is the stuff that you just you don't see often and mm-hmm. you don't see it a you especially don't see it in like men and you don't see it like publicized in common, you know? Um, and that's something that, uh, that's something that this, this is about. And, and I'm, and I'm happy to, I'm happy that we can play our role in, in making that possible. I want everyone to listen to the first episode that you were on because we do a real deep dive into all the things that uh, the diatribe does. But in the meantime, if anybody is interested in helping the organization, how can they help you with money? How can they help you with the stuff that's happened politically? All that. Yeah. Again, and, and help isn't always monetary, you know, even with nonprofits, you know. Um, it doesn't hurt. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah it doesn't <laughs> hurt. If, if you're somebody who doesn't have the ability to give like getting on social media and sharing these videos about what happened is a a realistic way that people can help. Right. Yeah. Um, If you're on Twitter, look up, who is it? Kate Carlson. She's been posting stuff all about it, covering it from Michigan business. Um, please, please, please look that up. Um, if the diatribe on Instagram, we release a lot of our student videos, like our social media is like student ran 
like oh really yeah people don't know that but like yeah that's the student rain our facebook our instagram yeah they do um, a good job with they it. do a really good job and that's i mean they do a better job they're better than, than us yeah for sure that's what you, that's what you yeah of course yeah they, that's what they do um but also we pay them to do it so that's cool um oh, nice. but uh sharing that content right is 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 a huge help um if if you want to write in letters of support again that's a that's a huge way to help um if you go to our website on the very bottom of the page, you'll be able to sign up to our newsletter. Um, you'll see our calls to action and when we need people to show up and how we need people to show up. That's another free way that people mm. can show up. When it comes to monetary donations, like some people are like, oh man, if I give $10, it doesn't make a difference. Like it does. Like literally any level of donation makes a difference. Like like we said, just a, you give one kid a notebook, right. that kid has a place to go like- right write how they really feel and exactly. let something out for maybe the first time in their life. Exactly. Um, or like, oh man, if somebody donates $50, again, we pay all of our students to perform. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh man, $100, we'll pay a kid to perform it mm-hmm. in an event, you know? Like again, like... That's so empowering too. Like it just, to know that at that age, like, you know, there's there's great joy in doing something that you're passionate about, but like there can yeah, be money in it too. Yeah, for sure. You're 16. You go read two poems. They give you a hundred dollars. You're like, wait, what? Yeah. yeah Cause I was just <laughs> last week I was talking to Mallory Shotwell from uh, cultivate yep. and she was saying that it's just, you know, everybody's no matter where you come from is presented with this, like, Oh, being an artist. Come on. Who do you think you are? Like, not here. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Not here. Um, so, uh, again, if, and if you want to donate, getting your work, rallying your work to do so right mm. if you work at a at a, at a jc penny can you make the diatribe who you give to once a month if you work at a brewery can you be like hey on on april for poetry month can we give to the diatribe you know uh like finding ways for the place that you work to be able to give to the diatribe like that's that's a realistic way to help if you can't personally donate mm. um but also coming to events like every year we do events and now that covid is starting to become more of a a norm, a reality. Um, yeah. and we're getting back to doing events, um, coming out to events. We do a, an event every summer, our summer poetry pop-up show where our kids perform. Um, that's one of our events. I think we're going to be bringing our huge event back and teaching artists perform, uh, along with the students ever. They do. Nice. They do. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, we're going to, we're going to get back into doing events soon. That's the way a lot of people know us. So again, coming to events, that's, an, that's another way to support what we do. And if, if anybody has never been to a poetry event, they are fun and they are yeah. powerful. Art Rat had one that was really good a yep. few weeks back. Kid uh, kid had one um, out at the beach yep. uh, highlighting LGBTQ people and, uh, and artists. That was great. That's super dope. Yeah. Other than that, going out and taking pictures of the murals. We did eight more murals this year. So that's oh, something yeah, people dude. can do for free. Um, taking yeah. pictures of that. Experiencing the Check that out. The 49507 Project. Is amazing. If you don't know about that, I'll link that up too. Yeah. But yeah. those are the ways that people can support. Awesome, man. And please, everybody, um, if you are going to give money at the end of the year somewhere or to several places, make this be one of the places the diatribe does really, really important stuff for people that don't get important stuff done for them enough. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. I appreciate you. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thank you. That's awesome. 
That was Marcel Price. I hope you check out what they've got going on, get behind them, and support them against injustice in local politics. Again, check out the first episode that Marcel was on. That was episode 46. Look at the show notes for all the links. All right, everybody. See you next time. Love you. That's awesome.